Hi, everybody. Welcome to Episode 5 of Property Mastermind with Hilary Saxton. Today, got a great chat interview with the amazing Bob Anderson about the advantages of property developing to keep his investments versus just straight investment buying. Bob just covers off on some great reasons why it's a faster strategy and why it's a better strategy. And we just have a great chat in general. So we're going to jump into this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, Bob, thanks for joining us again. Episode five. Wow, five already. Yeah, ticking them off. Yeah. Great fun doing the recording. Although, to be fair, we have a bit of a drama with lighting sometimes. We're getting better at it. So today, talking about the advantages of property developing and investing versus just straight investing. Yeah, the poor old, I feel sorry for them, the poor old retail investor Who's out there paying retail price for everything? Oh, I hate paying retail price. I know but you any, do. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, whether we're going to develop a property and keep it, mm-hmm. or so we're developing it ourselves, or we are going to just go straight out and buy investment properties and keep them at retail price. Yep. I reckon ninety-eight percent of the market, Hillary, don't have a choice. They just, if they want to buy a property investment, and and hey, it's a good thing. Yes. You know, we need an investment portfolio, but they just rock up to the local real estate agent or even direct to the developer's sales, you know, display unit, and they just pay retail price. Oh, retail. Yeah. Ouch. I've done that most <laughs> of my life. I've, I've done a lot of uh, renovating, so I have done a lot of retail purchasing, unlike yourself. You've done way more developing. I hate paying retail. Like, you've seen me yes. looking at the Officeworks brochure. Yes, he does. Going through and seeing what's on special. And, <laughs> and even if I don't need any photocopy paper for six months if it's cheap i'll buy it and have it ready you know i just i don't want to pay retail price when i get there and it's retail price you know if i need the paper today got to buy it i don't like that we were talking even before we kicked off about when we buy things (laughs) that are on sale like what if you buy a pair of jeans and you save a hundred dollars yeah they're happy days that is happy days so you know why not develop your own property and save a hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of pairs of jeans that is an awful lot (laughs) crikey and that's i mean that's normal to save six-figure amounts of money by creating our own investment properties as developers. Yeah, I think we are stuck in that mindset really of, well, we don't know that it's possible. You know, A lot of people don't realise that when they do create their own property, they're creating it at wholesale. Well, I'd go as far as to say even at cost. Yeah, exactly. We go to the bottom of the line. Yes. That's what we do as property developers. But, you know, even if people heard that statement, a lot of people tend to think of property developers as, prop- <laughs> or even property developers, as the big ticket stuff, the big yes. end of town, the stuff yeah. that makes the, you know, the newspapers, high-rise office blocks and all that. Whereas you and I know that property development can come right down to something like a duplex mm. or perhaps a two-lot subdivision and, and we may build a house on each of those two lots or one. Property development for the average person can be a small development but a profitable one. Eh? And it can be anybody. Absolutely. We have the most amazing community. Like We work with so many people in the property development space and we teach education, as as most of you are aware. But we work with also one-on-one with some clients in our mentoring program and it is just such an array of people. (laughs) It It is. is, Oh, my goodness. Like like nationality backgrounds, people from all parts of the world and and, and a lot of ladies, of course. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, just this week alone or was it on the weekend, somebody in our community, can I say names? Kids. I say names. You know. 
cares? She's, you know, around my age, out there just doing it by herself, bought a, a property. She's about to knock down, build two on it. Like just, it's awesome to see everyday yeah. normal people. P- people you wouldn't pick out. No. Like, like, as you know, I cut my teeth in property on the Gold Coast mm. back in the 80s. And, uh, you know, it's pretty wild times back then if you think about it. Property developers in those days, and I, I met them as a young man. Did you uh, aspire to be one of those? Oh, not really. I, I didn't <laughs> like the look, but but the look was a bit overweight, buttons undone, undone you know, down three Just or four checking. unbuttons, yeah, yeah, yeah. buttons undone, hairy chest, big pendant, big Ooh, gold pendant, nice. big gold chain, mm. the old, uh, what do you call them, bracelet, the chain bracelet. Really? Yeah, that was the goat white shoes, big big on white shoes. White shoes are back. White shoes are back, but yeah, probably not the other bits. No, no. And that was, you know, a lot of people sort of carried that forward, that property developers are sort of big, gruff, rough sort of male people. We know that's not the case. Oh, my goodness. Like there's just – so I think what we're alluding to here is that anybody can do it. Mm. You know, it can be anybody. Like just got to learn how to do it. Yeah. I mean, even Georgia's over who works for us full time. She lives in New Zealand and um, she's actually my daughter, but she has got onto the renovation scene, like just started in property herself. She's yeah. in her early 20s. And they've they've started with you know but started like mum so she started yeah. with the whole oh we we're going to do a renovation and then just because the market's picked up right now they've decided to keep it and mm-hmm. do a second one so they they're keeping them but she came along to our workshop <laughs> uh, we've just done two weekend workshops back to back uh, we did Sydney three days and then Brisbane for three days and when she came from Sydney we got <laughs> home next minute she's looking she's at converted. subdivisions oh yes and, and getting me to teach her at your you know so how how does that actually work and got really excited about it. I think once you realise what's potentially available mm. and that, that it's normal, she yeah. saw the normalness of the people in our community. Yeah. So she sort of, from the outside, saw people buying a house and then she got converted by her mother yeah. into doing a reno. Mm. Well, that's what she grew up with, so she yeah. didn't know the next yeah, step. That's great. Yeah. But now she's been converted into property developer, so she's sort of almost like, which you can do. You can go from zero to property developer, but now she's got a head there. Yeah, it's a great place to have your head to be mm. to be building or creating those properties at that raw cost. Mm. So that's what it's about. So huge advantage. Like let's let's throw a number around it. Let's just say that as a developer, you do could be a duplex. I'll just make up something pretty simple. And let's say each of the two units in the duplex was worth six hundred thousand dollars when mm-hmm. it's finished. You think of a retail investor that comes along because they come along at the end after the smart work's done. Yep, and that's okay because most people don't have a choice. So they'll pay $600,000 mm. for that, we'll call it a unit, right? It's, why? Because that's what it's worth. That's what they'll pay. And with a lot of retail investors, they're using often their house as the extra security to, to get the deposit off. So they would have built up some equity in their house mm-hmm. and now they would have taken some of that equity out and put that down as a deposit on the townhouse. So what you end up with is they're borrowing the full price. So they're borrowing the full $600,000 using some equity in their house as to kickstart the deposit. The only thing with that is it's 100% debt. Mm. And it could be more because often they they borrow the legals and the stamp duty as well. So So would that be about 110% debt? No, no, Yeah, well, yeah. Could be. 105 is probably a good number to pick. And so they bought a $600,000 property at retail price using their house or, you know, a line of credit or some mm. sort of loan they got there. And now they've got 105% debt. And it's probably owes them, let, let's say, 625 or 630. Mm. Stamp duty is different in each state. 
And so they've now bought a property worth 600 that owes them, say, 630. Mm. And, uh, it's, but that's okay because, you know, property investment's a long-term play. Yeah. That's set and forget. Set and forget. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you bought your first investment property when you were a teenager from memory. Yes. 18 or something, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. I was in there pretty early. You paid retail price. I know. I know. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was worth it for you me. Do. I didn't understand. And we talked about that this morning before we came on here. People just don't really understand what they could do. So let's go back to those numbers again. So we've got a retail investor having a debt of 630000 having bought a property for $600,000. And, of course, in time, that $600,000 property will go up in value and it'll one day, hopefully, too, not, not far down the track, it'll reach 630. Mm. At, the mo- at the moment, it would at be the, doing that. In Crikey. five minutes at the moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, by this afternoon, it's sort of gone on. Yeah. It's uh, June 2021. Yeah, and, and, and it'll keep going. And so you go into that positive equity sort of situation. Mm. But think about the developer. Mm. Think about what you could do it for. That $600,000 property as a developer, you can create it on average for about 500000 so that's what it costs you. So you've already got that $100,000 start. Well, uh, yeah, and not only that, you're 130000 in front of the oh, retail investor. because you don't have the legal and stamps? Well, yeah, because there's no stamp duty, because stamp duty is a duty when you transfer titles, mm. typically when you buy something. But you see, you already own it from day one, so there's no transaction that requires stamp duty. So you can keep it at five hundred. And so, $130,000 head start on a retail oh, investor. How many, pair, how many pair of jeans is that? Yeah. Well, oh, actually, let's talk shoes. Let's talk shoes. <laughs> let's talk shoes. That's, that's not a lot. Of, I've seen your shoes, <laughs> and I know what they cost. And that's not a lot of pair of shoes. No, but, but seriously, you know, $130,000, like, you could ask anybody the question, how long did it take you to save your last $130,000? I love that question. Yeah. I love asking people that. I've seen you do it and yeah. I love it. It's a yeah. great question. Yeah. When did you last save $120,000? Yeah. And uh, the point is, like some people never. Yes. Some and people, by developing, it's just. Yeah. And we're only talking about one side of a duplex. Yes. What if you were to keep both of them? You're now $260,000 up. up on a retail investor. And remember, we like we alluded to, Anybody can do this. You don't have to. Gone is the the man in the, <laughs> the gold. Big chest with the gold. I was never going to be able to do that. No, because I was never going to be like big and chubby enough. And although I've seen bra- a few photos where you're a little bit chubby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but babe, but you've never seen gold chains no. with big things around. To be fair, no, to be fair, to be fair, I, I have tried, you know, to sort of emulate my heroes of the past by you know putting on a little bit of weight, but then I, I just couldn't do the rest. No, so that like that is a massive advantage. Mm. in being a problem, just on a little a, a straight duplex. Yeah. And uh, you can learn to do this. It's pretty easily. Mm. And so like, I think when you open up your mind to the fact that this is possible for anybody to do, you know, anybody can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's not – and I think we grow up not knowing that this is possible. I mean, you didn't grow up knowing that. I mean, how many developments did your parents do, Bob? <laughs> well, my, my dad was a spray painter panel beater. Mm. He came out of the Navy. And they actually helped him to get a trade, you know, to, if you like, you know, go from the armed services into the normal world. Mm. And uh, back in those days, the trade was a spray painter and a panel beater. These days, it's a separate trade, two separate trades. Back in those days, it was one. And and that's what he knew. So off he went and he was a spray painter. And he spent most of his life uh, working for, you know, say, car companies and car yards and all that sort of thing where I can remember one job he had for a long time. People would trade their cars in, mm-hmm. 
and his job was to make them look good. And sometimes it meant, you know, a bit of panel beating, yeah. some spraying, and that's what he did for many years. But, you know, he, he wanted more for his family than, than what that job could create. And so he used to paint cars on the weekend. Oh, the just old privately trading, for people. Trading time for money. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, that's what most people do. They just try. We think, what do I currently do and how can I do it more often Mm. in my spare time? Yeah. And make money from it. And I mean, that's that's what he did. That's all he did. The only way my dad could make more money is to spend more time working, doing cars on the weekend. Yeah. As a result, sort of kills your lifestyle a bit. But But you had private schooling. Yeah. So so (laughs) all the kids, we we all had private schooling. Yeah. And we went on at least one, if not two, decent holidays a year. And and my dad decided that that's the lifestyle he wanted for his family. Mm. And he sacrificed and he did it. But the house my mum and dad bought just after they got married was the house that they had when they died. Mm. And they paid it off. They paid it off. They owned their house. Yeah, they owned their house. And he was very happy to yeah. do that. His goal was, and he achieved it, <laughs> Yeah, pay the house off, you know, by the time he retires and then go on the pension. And maybe that was the, the way every or most people thought back then. I think now we are a bit more aware that when interest rates are so low, we're crazy. Crazy not using that money. You know, why would you pay your house off when you could use that money? I mean, I had a conversation with a girlfriend on the weekend, and it's not the first time I've had the conversation, but she didn't quite get it, I don't think, the first time. Like, she's in such a rush to pay her house off. And I'm like, the interest rates are so low. Why would you do that? Why would you not? It's free money. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, she's got a line of credit, which means she can draw down money. Why, if you're borrowing that money at, I don't know, what would mortgage rates be? Oh, she, she's probably on like, you know, two and a quarter, two and a half percent. Say she's on two and a half percent and she could potentially use that, she could draw that money out and get, well, I suppose I'm going more to investing now, but even yeah. if you could, you were to use that equity, that money to be involved in a development somehow, hmm. you could make so much more money with it. And then oh, when I, yeah. I must have finally got to it, she goes, oh, I get Penny it dropped. now. Yeah, I know. And you've been talking to her. Probably, about it. probably not in the depth that you did the other day. Yeah. You've been more, like your question is like, why aren't you doing more with your equity? Yeah. N- not realising she probably didn't understand what that really meant. Yeah, I wasn't coaching her. So I, and no. I do work as a coach. She's a girlfriend and, and she just called in to have a, a coffee with me while we are at the workshop. So we, we were chatting about it. She kind of didn't mm. really know what we do. I don't think it's kind of a different lifestyle that we live. Mm-hmm. You know, teaching people, property development's not your average job. No, no. But, but even buying an investment would be far more beneficial to her than just Absolutely. what she's doing, yes. you know, flogging yourself. I think she's down to the last, you know, forty or 50,000. Yeah. And so she's built up all this equity. It's just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And it could be doing and so She's got a good job too. More. So, Absolutely. you know, serviceability wouldn't be an issue. And, you know, what you might even do as a friend that you are, <laughs> yes. and, and bearing in mind she's probably not ready to jump into a development, but who knows, is next time you have some product to sell, she could buy one directly off you and you could give her the fifteen twenty thousand dollars marketing feed agent's commission that you had in there, take it off the top for her. Hmm. That could work in her favour. And, and you make the same amount of money net because you're not paying an agent. Absolutely. There you go. How to help your friends uh, as a property developer, selling them at just below retail, <laughs> yeah. but actually netting the same amount of money yourself. So Great idea. Yeah. So parents, yeah, look, what you've said there, you've compared – like say my parents' generation or even my generation, mm. my, my parents. Are, are you saying we're a different generation? Well, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a head start on life. 
Uh, and uh, as, as we all know, I'm going to live forever. So far, so good. But like, I couldn't learn anything from my mum and dad. They weren't financially sophisticated no, uh, at all. And I just don't think that that era really was. Or that would be no. a really minute amount of people. Yeah. My dad, if, if he had a friend who owned an investment property as well as their own house, he would have considered him to be rich. Oh, incredibly rich to own more than one property. Yeah. And remember, I remember you telling me that they did buy a piece of land once uh, beachfront for something really <laughs> minimal like $800. And when it was worth 7000 he just had to sell it because it was just too much yeah. money to have in his hand. It, it only took like two years for now, how much? Up. It's beachfront. What's it worth he now? He bought it off a friend. Yeah. He had a friend who owned a cane farm who cut up some land that was actually on the beach south mm. of Ballina. The cane farmer just sold it to a few friends that like nothing. Like, I think he paid 800 for it. You know the ridiculous thing? What? I got offered it too. Oh. But I was saving for my first car, so I didn't buy it. You know, that's a story in itself. So he did. Like, within 18 months, it, it, it's gone up to 7000 And he thought- I have to sell it. Oh. I have to sell it. I have to sell it. And he did. You can't buy that land now. No. But we've all got those stories. We could have, would have, should have. But, I mean, that's just the era, that mentality. Mm. But people are so sophisticated in their knowledge these days. Mm. You know, a lot of it's to do with information revolution. You but know, even with, with university, education. Yeah, you know, yeah. we learn about finance now. We learn about money. We learn about investing. You know, mm. we just… Usually we, we learn about it outside the normal school mm. curriculum, but… Obviously, if you go to university and you learn, you know, you can study finance at uni, you can do economics, but, but you know, the courses that are out there, the information even that's on the internet, just about, mm. you know, even basic stuff like property investing, mm. about, you know, finance, using lines of credit, all this sort of stuff. People are so much more sophisticated now than they were. Oh, can I just do a plug? Do Seriously, it. if you're going to learn property development, you need to learn it off Property <laughs> Mastermind. As I always say, Bob's a legend, great teacher. But property development, you don't want to get that wrong. You don't no, want to no, get that not, wrong. No, you want to get it right. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, just don't get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy not to get it wrong. Learn it. Learn, learn it properly. Yeah, from the right people. Mm, yeah. So – Sorry, I, I jumped in no, no, there and no. gave you the plug. Oh, thanks. Wasn't it? I wasn't well, expecting a plug, but I'll, I'll take any plug if it's offered. Why thanks not? Very much. Yeah. Considering you're a part of it, it's a bit of a self-promotional plug. Okay. I can live with it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about, so you were back to talking about your dad who was doing the extra stuff on the weekend. So he was selling his time for money, doing mm. the thing that he used to do to get the extra cash. Whereas now we don't need to. You don't have to sell your time for money. No. You, but property development gives you time. It does. Like, Often people that start in property development might have a long-term goal to replace their job for lots of reasons. Mm. Could be a demanding job, could be stressful, they mightn't like the boss. Some people, as we know, uh, who, who study property development with us fly in, fly out. Yes. They're hardly ever seeing their partner, their yeah, kids. You know, yeah. There's lots of reasons why people might want to replace their job. Uh, some people just want to make a whole heap of extra money. And, and the thing is, even a, a small property development part-time, which is very easy to do, even mm. while you have your day job, mm. You make so much more than you do on your day job mm. for the average person. So well, pretty, pretty quickly, like, the day job loses its appeal. It sure does. We often stand back and look at the people like we've alluded to. They're so different mm. in the community. And they, and there are the different stages, like sort of the early 30s are doing it to replace their day job always. Yeah. Sometimes the mid-40s, are they've got children often. This mm. is typical, like absolutely typical, but it's very often. Yeah. And they're realizing they want to spend more time with them. Yeah. yeah, and they want more money to, for a better lifestyle. And then, then the older people have just realised that they probably left the run a bit late and they need to do something about what they're looking yeah. ahead to. And they, and they still can. Absolutely they can. Because if you need to make a lot of money in a short amount of time, short of robbing banks and selling drugs, probably 
property developments the way to go. Yeah, and we and because we are against robbing banks and selling drugs. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not in favour of that. <laughs> no, no, not no, at all. No, and that's you know that's the beauty of property development. Mm. You know, uh, for me, I just needed to make money. Yeah, because I came out of a car accident, nothing left in the bank. I had to make money, and I went straight to the top. Mm. I didn't buy a property for myself. I didn't buy an investment property. I knew where the money was. I looked around. I could see it, and I went straight there. Bit of a bumpy road. Had to learn a bit by trial and error, but, you know, we get there. But uh, you've got a really strong work ethic, Bob, and I could actually see you as being driven once you'd made that decision that that would mm, be what you're going to do. Yeah. And you alluded to time because when my kids, my, well, my first two, because they're very close, 15 mm. months apart, when they were growing up and I was developing, I was full-time, I didn't have to work a 40-hour week. Yeah. I mean, I could easily run three projects, not huge ones, three, you know, four, five, six packs on probably 15 hours a week, 18 hours a week because it's probably developers, it's everyone else that works for us. Mm. And so here I was making extremely good money, you know, putting in 20 hours a week. And so what that enabled me to do while my kids were growing up, because they were very sporty, I went to all the sporting events when they were at school. Not, not to mean, but even then you homeschooled them for a long time yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 well, that happened too. So that... But for me, it was a big thing. Mm. I'd go all, to all the sporting events, you know, the, the soccer during school hours, the athletics carnivals, the swim carnivals. I was at all of them. Mm. And a lot of the mums were there because the dads had to work. Mm. You know, they're flogging themselves. You hang out with the mums, Bob. Was I, it did. Until <laughs> I did. <laughs> Loved it. And, I, and I'm sure that a lot of those mums thought I was unemployed because I didn't yeah. sort of say what I do. And they think, oh, here's Bob. Hey, g'day, Bob. How you going? Oh, good girls, you know. And if you know uh, anything about Bob, he would have been dressed like he was just casual, never, oh, never, never casual. overdoes anything. No. I think back in those days... I did have a, a European car. Mm. I also had a Rolls Royce, mm. uh, which I picked up out of a property deal. So, like, I used to park around the corner. Mm. I didn't actually arrive in that car because, you know. You don't I, want a label. I don't, I don't need the ego trip. Yeah. And and so, they, you know, it's just some of them probably thought, oh, poor Bob, maybe he does a bit of shift work. Maybe he's unemployed. And I thought, well, not really. No. <laughs> so, yeah. it, so probably the time it gave me. Yeah, it to, gave To be able time. to be with my kids and do that, you know, because – you could make four, five, six times what you make out of your full-time job mm. just working part-time. So then back to uh, the advantages of property developing as an investment, mm. you know, to keep mm. property investments. At what point have you noticed over time that people keep them as investments versus just moving on and yeah, selling that's them? A, that's a good question. And you know what? It depends on their financial situation when yep. they first start to do a development. As you know, a lot of people – in our community, when they start to do a development, they need to, to build up some some, some capital, some yep. equity, some wealth. And so maybe for the first two or even three projects, they'll sell everything that they develop. Yep. And that brings in a lot of capital. Mm. And yeah, sure, you pay tax, but hey, more tax you pay, the better. It yeah. means you're making more money. Yep. And so that's what they tend to do for a few projects. And then they're at a point maybe after their second or third where they start to keep some of their developments. By then, they might be doing a you know, four-pack and they keep two and sell two. Some people join our program and start property development where they're already quite strong financially. Mm. They've got a good asset base. They've got a good, you know, good income to be able to like, start on a slightly larger project. And they can start owning property straight away. Mm. So it really does depend a bit on, on the financial situation of the individual where they, when they start. Mm. But the point is, you know, pretty quickly, you can start accumulating property and it's just another world. When you can get like $600,000 properties for 500000 and use that $100,000 profit actually as your deposit, because the bank will say it's worth six hundred. Mm. You see, we don't have to use debt as our deposits. The loans are a lot lower. 
Not that interest rates are a big issue at the moment, but there's times when they were. Mm. And uh, it's just easy. You've got that lower level of debt. You know, you've got that instant deposit that you've created, which is your profit. And what it means is that you can build a property portfolio far Faster. quicker. Yeah. Because the retail investor, they've already paid over 100% debt. They now have to wait for their property to increase in value, first of all, to level with their debt. Then that value has to go up way past the debt so that they can then refinance and pull out some of that equity so that they can then go and pay retail price again and, and put it again and go through <laughs> the whole process again. It is. But it's if we slower. drew this, it would just be a oh, slow. It's so much slower and it's, it's not more wrong. Painful. It's some people str- oh, much better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, they probably went to painful. Yeah, it's just so much slower. Yeah. And, and and so this is less painful because yeah. there's less debt. It's easy to do. It's so much quicker. Mm. And as you can see, like if you were to sit down and work out how many properties you might end up with from the property developer side, just starting off very you know slow and small, how many you might have in 10 years compared to the retail investor, I mean, it would be just so much more. The retail investor statistics are very interesting, aren't they? Remember, mm. that if you're buying investment properties at retail, I'm pretty sure the average goal is to get to 20, and I'm pretty sure oh. the average Australian never gets past two. Yeah. That's what it is, I, isn't I it? I don't have the numbers in front of me. Yeah, it it's is enormous. something like that. The number of people in Australia who have even three or more properties is such a low percentage, and that's not talking about their debt level. No. Like somebody says to me, oh, I own six properties. And I think, well, that's impressive. And when you look at it, they're on 80% debt. To me, I think net. Mm. You know, not not the amount of debt. I never. I when somebody says to me, "I own X amount of properties," I just always assume, "Yeah, you've got a really high level of debt." I do. I don't often. It's funny. It's yeah. funny where my brain goes to. I suppose I talk to enough people, and because I'm so hands on with, I'm straight up with because I need to know how I can help them. Where are they at? Like mm. if it's someone mm. in a, you know that I'm working with, I need to know exactly what they've got. So it's very. I, I have enough conversations to know that most people with property that they've bought at retail are new stuff. Yeah, it's not very often. Yeah. and a lot of people are tapped out. You might yeah. own four. That's what I mean. But tapped, you're tapped out. out. New start, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Got a noose around the neck. Yeah. yeah, which is a total uh, another subject you might want to cover. Yeah, with, and right? at least the uh, you know good on people for at mm. least you know that's just that slow I grind that, that you who are investing. Absolutely not. We shouldn't. We're not against that. Just saying oh, no. it is a lot slower. No, uh, and look, property investment holding property long term is brilliant. That's what we do. Mm. We just don't pay retail. Yeah, we just create which, it. Which means we yeah. can buy, we can hold and get a lot more properties. Mm. Uh, but it, even after we own them, see, we're using property development as a vehicle to get properties at cost price. But once we do that and we keep them, it, we're, we're just property investors. Mm. We just got a lot of equity in there immediately and we own a lot of properties. It's just faster. You can see how mm. it just becomes a faster. I always yeah. do the spiral. This is a faster spiral. Oh, well, we got the right personalities. We hate paying retail. And we understand what a great asset class property is. Mm. It's tax effective. It's a proven asset class. And we want to own lots of it, uh, but we don't want to pay retail. And what a time to be in property right now. Whoa, yeah. So yeah. exciting. Yeah. So even though properties have been going up quite a lot, particularly houses, you know, which is fine. I don't mind that. You own, own houses, you, they go up. That's great. Some people say, oh, I'm making so much out of owning my house now, the way it's going up, I won't bother about doing a property development, not realising that as a property developer, we get that growth as well, Mm. plus we make the profit. Mm. It's not like we just get the profit and miss out on the growth. No, we get both because the properties are going up in value and we're developing, we're just selling them for more. So we're getting all the benefit of any growth plus that profit margin. Yeah. 
that is the key. What do you do with that? So let's wind this up, hey, Bob? Yeah, I'm getting excited. I know. <laughs> I, thought, I was hoping we were going to go for two hours and move into a whole heap of other stuff. but We don't want to, you know. So what's the wrap up on that? What's the wrap? So when it comes to developing property to keep versus buying property to keep, both as investments, as a long-term wealth strategy, they're both great. Doing it is better than not doing it. But if you develop your own, you get it at a cost price. So your equity is immediately higher. You can use that to go. It's just the journey's faster. Preach it. Yeah, get out there. The journey is faster. And anybody can do it. What would you well, say? Anybody can learn to do it. Oh, any, sure. Yeah, anybody can learn to do it. Yeah. Propertymastermind.com.au. Like <laughs> number two, I'll wear that. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this, this show today, or have you got any final words to say, Bob? I think you did a great rap. That's it. That's what we were talking and about. And that's a rap. And that's a <laughs> no, no. If you've got any, uh, please like, share this with somebody who you think might be interested. That would be great. We really appreciate that. And if you remember, I'm going to be giving away free coaching sessions that they should be kicking in now. So you're welcome to leave a great comment. And when we start getting some great comments, we'll, I'll pick one person each week to have a coaching strategy session around what your property journey currently is or what it could look like. So we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.